Well, hello, Cheney Face Center. I'm coming to you in digital form this morning because I tested positive for COVID this week, but I didn't want to miss the opportunity to close out our series on the Book of Romans. This has been such an important study, and we've been focusing on the overall theme of the simple gospel. Jesus Christ crucified and risen to set us free. And all this summer, we've been focusing on Jesus, how he sets us free. And I hope that Jesus has set you free from something. I hope that there is more freedom in your life, in your heart, in your thinking, in in the way you live your life for Jesus Christ. I hope you recognize that the Holy Spirit and the gospel of Jesus Christ has set you free from some things that just kind of had a strong hold on your life before. And because of the power of the Holy Spirit, he's setting you free or has set you completely free. I hope that's happened for you this summer in a couple ways. If it hasn't, continue to pray for it. Press into it and just let the Lord set you free. Well, all throughout Romans, we've discovered simple ideas that Paul gave us to live for Jesus in our world, in our context, in our time. And these principles that Paul gives us in in this letter to the book of Romans— they're never going to change because God's word is timeless. I know you know this, but our world seems like it's changing all the time. And that will continue to be the case because we're, we're, in, a, we're in a time where the advances of technology are happening all the time, and that's never going to change. But hear me, hear me. This is really important. As humans, as people that are created in the image of God, I think we need, we desperately need some things that never change. And the things that never change are all found in the simple gospel. We need them as an anchor for our soul, a foundation to live upon, principles to die for, truths that are timeless and a hope that will never fade away. This is what we've studied this summer. See, the simple gospel was weaved all throughout the letter to the church in Rome. And we see the same thing in Paul's conclusion in chapters 15 and 16. And that's what I want to look at today. I just want to look at a couple verses from chapters 15 and 16 and just kind of conclude this whole idea of the simple gospel and give us a couple pointers, uh, a couple important things to remember about the simple gospel, how to live it out and some important things. So uh, let's pray and then we'll jump in. Jesus, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this summer. Thank you for this incredible letter to the church in Rome that we get to learn from today. Uh, Lord, we thank you that your word is timeless and we are in awe of the fact that what you wrote, what you had Paul write down 2000 years ago was very applicable to us today. Thank you for that, Lord. We know that only you could do that and only you, Holy Spirit, could make that happen in our lives today. We pray that you continue to set us free from this world. Help us not conform to it, but to love living in your good, pleasing, and perfect will. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. All right. Romans chapter 15 is where I'm going to start. And I want, I want to just look at a couple verses, conclude our thoughts about Jesus and the simple gospel. And let's start in Romans 15 verses 5 and 6. A great place to start. And um, the verses simply say this. If you have your Bible with you, you can look at it with me or you can, or you can follow along on the screen. Romans 15, 5 to 6. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement 
give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had, so that with one mind and one voice, you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. This reminded me of something really important, and that is that unity is the strength of the simple gospel. Our unity, the church's unity, our unified relationships with one another in the body of Christ. Now, Paul says that our lives should be united with one mind and one voice that glorifies the Lord, glorifies God the Father, glorifies Jesus Christ, glorifies the Holy Spirit. See, that's the, that's the role of the church of Jesus Christ on the earth. We're meant to be unified. We're meant to glorify and praise and honor, take delight in the Lord. That's, that's kind of what this Greek word glorify means. And God gives us several things to make this unity possible. He gives us, it says, several things that's going to help this unity glorify Jesus and glorify God the Father. The three things are endurance, encouragement, and a good attitude. The first one is endurance. Now, endurance is the ability to keep going through difficulty. It's the ability to, to just keep, keep trudging on, just keep going, even though it seems like things are against you and coming against you. Think about a runner with me for a moment. Think about somebody running a marathon. And that runner needs lots of endurance, right? Because he or she is going to have several moments during the race where their body will tell them, stop running. <laughs> what are you doing? Stop running. And it's in that moment that their training and the endurance that they've built up will help them through that def difficult mental and physical battle. Endurance will help them finish the race and every challenge that comes along the way. Our faith is the same. Our faith in Jesus Christ needs endurance. We want to make it all the way to the end. This isn't a sprint, it's a marathon. We want to make it to heaven, we want to make it to the end, and we want to do it faithfully. And so there will be difficult moments along the way, right? When our faith will be tested. When our world will say, stop living for Jesus. And we have to say, nope, no, I have endurance. And every time you pray, every time you read and study God's word, every time you connect with believers in a relational environment, or you worship the Lord in song, or you memorize a Bible verse or go to church, all of these are, are ways that you're, you're spiritually training yourself. You're mentally training yourself to live for Jesus today. And that's why these spiritual practices that Paul talked about all the time in the church in Rome were so important for our, our individual faith, for our heart and our mind to stay focused on Jesus and say, I'm in this battle. And thank you, God, that you're giving me endurance to keep going. Then he gives us encouragement. And we receive so much encouragement from the Holy Spirit 
The Holy Spirit is this major encourager. He's a comforter. He's a helper. That's what the Holy Spirit does. And so we need a really strong relationship with the Holy Spirit because he is essential in our lives because he always points us, always. will point us to Jesus, but here's what else. He'll always point us to have unity with one another. He'll always point us to relationship. He'll always point us to the strength that we find in our relationships with one another. And so the Holy Spirit is really important to our lives because that's what we saw Paul trying to encourage the body of Christ in Rome to do. To stick together, to encourage one another, to let the Holy Spirit encourage them, to to allow the Holy Spirit to be in their lives in powerful ways so that they are encouraged. And to also do hard things together. You know, be involved in the gospel together. Confront one another's sin. Deal with one another's stuff so that you're completely free. And let the Holy Spirit just do a marvelous, great work in you. That's what we need. We need that encouragement. And then we also need the same attitude of mind towards each other that Jesus had. See, attitude is everything. We know that. We know that attitude is everything and that Jesus had a great attitude. When you look at verses one through three, it says over and over again, a couple times, I think in each verse, one, two, and three, it says that Jesus didn't want to please himself. And that that's the kind of attitude that Paul's referring to here in verse five and verse six. Jesus' attitude was not to please himself. It was to put others first and that we're called to have that same attitude. Now the cross and the resurrection were Jesus' way of modeling that to us. It was his way of modeling the right way to live. And the right way to live would be to put others first. And the cross proves that to us. That Jesus said, I'm going to put you first. Because I know you're stuck in your sin. And I know you're stuck in your selfishness. And I know you're stuck in a lot of things that this world has put on you and wants, and the enemy of your soul wants to be in you. And I'm going to leave heaven and I'm going to come to earth and I'm going to die on a cross so that you could be free. And so that you then could also help others be free. But I'm going to need you to have the same attitude I have. And the same attitude I have is to put others first before myself. And so these three things really help us in keeping the unity of the church Endurance, encouragement, and a good attitude, the same attitude as Jesus Christ. That's how unity works. And unity is possible when we focus on others, not on ourselves. The next set of verses that that I just thought were great and that really reminded me of another important concept connected to the simple gospel were in chapter 16. So turn over a page to chapter 16 or watch on the screen. I'm going to look at verses 19 and 20. And after Paul uh, gives his long thank you card list of people that have been helping out in the gospel and that have just been doing a great job to help the gospel go forward all throughout um, the Roman Empire, he then kind of begins to conclude his letter. And I want you to look at what he says in verses 19 and 20. He says, everyone has heard 
about your obedience. So I rejoice because of you. But I want you to be wise about what is good and innocent about what is evil. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. Now, I saw two things about the simple gospel in these verses. And the first is this, that our obedience reveals the simple gospel to the world. Our obedience reveals the simple gospel to the world. See, the world is looking for authentic followers of Jesus Christ. That's what the world's looking for. Our authenticity is seen in our obedience to God's word and to the voice of the Holy Spirit. See, when we live the same way the world does, when we, we, we just do whatever the world's doing, we say we're a Christian, but we live the exact same way the world does, then what do they say? What's the world say? You're fake. You're not real. You're not authentic. You're a fake. But when we obey God's word and live in the power of the Holy Spirit, they see Jesus in our obedience. For instance, if you say, you know what? Uh, I'm not going to have sex until I'm married. Our culture is going the opposite direction when it comes to sexual relationships. But when we say, I'm not going to have sex until I'm married. As we obey that, and as we obey the Lord in that way, we're showing the people around us that Jesus is real. And when they see that Jesus is real, they see something different. Now, how do they see that Jesus is real? Our obedience. Our obedience to his word. Our obedience to the spirit. Let me give you a big one if you're a young person here. If you're 18 and under, if you say today, right now, in the day in which you live, I'm going to honor my father and mother. I'm not going to badmouth them. I'm, I'm going to do my best not to disobey them. Uh, you're going to live a completely different way than your friends. And they're going to notice, huh, that's different. They don't, they don't talk bad about their parents. They just kind of love their parents and honor them and bless them and notice that their parents are in their life to help them grow. And they love that. They want to be a part of learning and growing. And uh, that's different. See, when you and I choose to be different than the world, we choose not to lie, not to gossip, not to be greedy, not to please ourselves, not to conform to the pattern of the world. They see the simple gospel. How? In our obedience. Our obedience is different. It's holy. It sets us apart and allows us to show the world how awesome Jesus is. That's what obedience is. It reveals our authenticity, and it shows the world the real Jesus that lives inside of us. The second thing I saw was in verse 20. Verse 20 reminded me that uh, the knockout punch is coming. The knockout punch is coming. How many of you remember a Rocky movie? <laughs> Right? Remember a Rocky movie? They're somewhat predictable and kind of silly. But for 15 rounds, Rocky would get the tar beat out of him. But he had enough endurance to make it to round 16, to, to make it to that final round where he could what? Where he could eventually knock out the challenger. 
Now, on the outside, it, it may look like the world is beating up the church a little bit right now. It may look like that they've got the upper ground on the gospel of Jesus Christ. It, it may look like us as Christians are kind of getting overrun by evil. But let me remind you, the knockout punch is coming. There will be a day when Jesus will crush Satan completely and totally. And we can put our hope in that truth. We can trust that Jesus will make everything right in the end. We know nothing's right now. So it's almost foolishness for us to require justice when there is none in humanity. It's almost silly for us to think that we will not get persecuted or that people will not defame us or lie about us. It's crazy to, to think that that will not happen in our lifetime because that's the world in which we live. And the enemy of your soul and mine hates God and he hates you and me because we live for Jesus. And so these things are going to happen. But here's what's interesting. You and I can live differently because we know that the knockout punch is coming. We can live differently today and we can put up with a whole bunch of junk and a whole bunch of stuff, bad stuff, because we know the knockout punch is coming. That gives you and I the ability to love when it's really hard. It gives us the ability to hope in all circumstances, even though they seem hopeless. It gives us the ability to have peace when, we, when, it, when everything around us is anxious and depressed and crazy and going nuts. We have peace with God because we know what happens in the end. See, this is the way that you and I can live. We get to choose to live in love and joy and put others first before ourselves because we know that heaven is our home. This world is not our home. And so we can give everything of ourselves to Jesus right now because we know, we know what happens in the end. And in the end, Jesus wins. Good will win. Heaven will come down and make this right. We know that so we can live differently. That knockout punch is coming. So remember that and live accordingly. The last place I saw the simple gospel was in the last verses of the letter that Paul wrote to the Christians in Rome. These are his last words, and they're pretty important. Look at the very last verses in chapter 16. Paul says this in verse 25, now all glory to God, who is able to make you strong. Just as my good news says, this message about Jesus Christ has revealed his plan for you Gentiles, a plan kept secret from the beginning of time. But now as the prophets foretold and as the eternal God has commanded, this message is made known to all Gentiles everywhere so that they too might believe and obey him. All glory to the only wise God through Jesus Christ forever. Amen. Now, there's a lot wrapped up here and I could probably make this, these couple verses its own message, but just follow me really quickly as I conclude. There's two important truths about the simple gospel here. 
The first one is this. The simple gospel is a command, not a suggestion. The eternal God commanded something. And the people of God are meant to follow that command. And that command is to make the gospel of Jesus Christ known to everyone, everywhere. This is a command. It's not a suggestion. And so you and I have to choose. Are we going to obey? Are we going to obey God's command? Now, why would God command this? Easy, because he loves the world. And he wants everyone to know about the love of God. He wants everyone to know about the love of Jesus Christ. He wants everyone to understand that they can be free through the cross and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But he calls upon us to be a part, to partner with him in this reconciliation. And so he made it a command. He said, I command you to go love the world, to go share Jesus with, with the world. That's a command, not a suggestion. And then second, God wanted us to know this. The simple gospel is for everyone, everywhere. The simple gospel is for everyone. So think about that for a minute. Think of everyone you know. The gospel is for them. Your neighbor, your coworker, your family members, your friends, everyone. The gospel's for everyone. And then it's meant to go everywhere. When you think of everywhere, what's the like most remote place on the planet that you can think of? Deep in the Amazon jungle, some deep valley in New Guinea, wherever is like the most remote place for you, the South Pole, whatever, everywhere. There are people everywhere, and those people are worthy of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Some places on the planet aren't, aren't remote, but they're hard to get, they're hard to minister the gospel of Jesus Christ to. That's everywhere. Places like Afghanistan and Iraq and Iran and those places that are really hard right now to share the gospel. I want to encourage you, pray for those people. Pray for the people that need the gospel of Jesus Christ right now to set them free. I want to ask you a question as we close out this series in Romans about the simple gospel. Here's my simple question. <laughs> Will you obey? Will you obey God's command to help everyone everywhere believe and obey the simple gospel of Jesus crucified and risen to set us free. My hope is yes, because that's exactly what our world needs today. It's what Cheney needs. It's what the West Plains needs. It's what Eastern Washington needs. And it's what every person to the ends of the earth needs. The freedom that Jesus Christ brings. Now it's so easy. There's lots of ways you can jump in and help Help the Lord in the gospel. The first and the easiest way is just to pray. Just begin to pray. Pray for your friends and your neighbors. Pray for Cheney. Pray for the West Plains. Pray that people would have a deep conviction of Jesus Christ in their heart and they would believe in Jesus Christ when, when they hear about him and, are, and, and you share him, them with, him with them. You, you can help send a missionary to the ends of the earth. You can give to Foursquare Missions. You can talk to a neighbor or a coworker about Jesus. You can obey God's word and not conform to the world. 
You cannot say anything, but but by not conforming to the world and just by obeying God's word and living in the power of the Holy Spirit, your life is saying, I, I authentically believe and know Jesus Christ. People see that and it can help change their life too. Live in unity with the local church. Encourage people with the love of Jesus. Serve those around you in the name of Jesus. The gospel is a command and it's for everyone everywhere. See, the simple gospel is simple and the world is watching. The world is looking for real, authentic people to be like Jesus and to help them be free too. I hope you'll obey because it's the greatest thing in the entire world. We wanted to end our time together in kind of a unique way today. We wanted to give each of us time to contemplate the things that the Holy Spirit has said or done as we studied the book of Romans this summer. And we're super blessed in our church to have two very talented musicians in our church. And they're, they're going to make their way to the stage, or maybe they're already on it right now. But um, this is John and Lynn Marshall. And John and Lynn are very talented musicians. And, and they're just going to come and they're going to play some instrumental music for us. And they're just going to set up an atmosphere for us. They're going to set up an atmosphere for us to spend time with the Holy Spirit. And here's what we're going to do. For the next 10 minutes, they're just going to play. And what we're going to do is we're going to take some time to think about the truth God has spoken and how to live it out. On the screen, you're going to see three different verses. And here's what I'd like you to do. I'd like you to just read that verse to yourself. Not out loud, just, just read it in your head so you don't disturb the people around you. But each time the verse comes up, they'll come up about every three minutes. Um, just read the verse a couple times just to get it in your heart and get it in your mind. And then take a couple minutes to pray. And just say, Holy Spirit, would you help me live this out? Would you help me live out this verse? in my life. Help me to be an authentic follower of Jesus Christ and help me to be someone that's on mission for Jesus, sharing the simple gospel with the people around me. So we're going to take about 10 minutes to do this, to let the Holy Spirit speak. And then Kate and I are going to come back up and we're going to commission us to live out the simple gospel. All right, here we go. Welcome back, everyone, and thank you for just taking a minute to think about what God has been doing in your life during this summer in the book of Romans and for just thinking about the truth of the book of Romans and how the Holy Spirit wants us to live today. Well, on your seat when you came in this morning, you saw a piece of paper that we are going to use right now to commission you to the simple gospel. Now, those of you that are watching online, uh, you'll be able to see this. It's going to come up on the screen as Kate and I read it. But um, we wanted to just at the end of the book of Romans, just commission ourselves and you uh, to what Jesus has called us to. Mm -hmm. So Jesus commissions us to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so does God the Father and the Holy Spirit empowers us to that commission. Mm -hmm. And then Jesus gives and puts spiritual authority in our lives 
to also do the same and to encourage what Jesus has encouraged us all to do. And that's what Kate and I are for you. We're, mm-hmm. we're the spiritual authority in your life because you've placed your life under the spiritual authority of Teeny Faith Center and the pastoral staff here. And so we, mm-hmm. we'd like to represent that. We'd like to represent that spiritual authority in your life. And a, and a commissioning is something that authority does in your life to challenge you, to, to charge you, to ask you to represent them in a very special and powerful way. And that's what Jesus does for us. And yeah. that's what the simple gospel really mm-hmm. is. But we wrote, we wrote something because we wanted you to have something to put on your wall, to put on your fridge, to say, hey, I remember this day when I was called to be on mission for Jesus and to be a part of the simple gospel. Mm-hmm. And so here's the commission that we have written and that we agree to together as uh, as the spiritual authority at Cheney Faith Center. Mm-hmm. The simple gospel is our calling and responsibility. To empower us to live it out, God has placed his Holy Spirit inside each of us. Always remember, you belong to Jesus Christ. You are loved by God and called to be his own holy people. You are experiencing a change of heart produced by God's Spirit. By placing your faith in Christ Jesus, you have been made right by God. You are blessed because your transgressions are forgiven, your sins are covered, and they will never be counted against you. You have peace through your Lord Jesus Christ into this grace in which you now stand. There is no condemnation for you who are in Christ Jesus. Your mind is controlled by God's Spirit, which leads to life and peace. Nothing can separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, your Lord. Therefore, in view of God's mercy, in doing all this and more, we commission you to offer your body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. Be devoted to one another in love and honor one another above yourselves. Keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with God's people who are in need and practice hospitality. Bless, do not curse those who persecute you. Rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud or conceited or repay evil for evil. As far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, leave room for God's wrath. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Now to him who is able to establish you and has equipped you to be an ambassador of the simple gospel of Jesus Christ and to the only wise God, be glory forever through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. How encouraging that we are all in this together and it's such a privilege that we get to live the simple gospel in our community with you. That's just the joy of our hearts, isn't it, Mark? Yes, it is. Well, God bless you. Always remember that Jesus loves you very much and so do Mark and I.